The JLab JBuds line has something for everyone. Are you a JBuds mini kind of person? Those are the smallest earbuds on the market by a major brand. They're compact, they fit on your keychain, they are perfect for on the go, and they come in really cute colors. Or are you going to do the JBuds Air Sport, which has a secure fit, they're sweatproof, and they have the be aware mode that allows you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. Well, I need that because I run outside. You always got to be on alert. Okay, I'm getting some of those. You can do that too. Use Nikki25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com. To find your kind of tech. Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girlbomb. Girlbomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girlbomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self-care. So to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining. Keep being you. And treat yourself to some Conair Girl Bomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Welcome to the show. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here with me today are Brian and Noah. What's up, guys? Hello. How are you? I'm tired. A oh. bit. Well, it's, I'm out of it. I'm sl- you know, I just woke up. Like I, I was sure. supposed to wake up two hours ago, get a workout in, so I could have a really long day and fit oh it all God. in. Mm. But I just kept hitting snooze, baby. Just kept Too hitting ambitious. it. Going back into those dreams, wanting to finish them up. Ha- just having dreams of eating my breakfast. And um, and then which is such a waste of a dream when you do something in your dream that you're about to do. It's like, yes. yeah. wait, like let I had me that, make out I had a dream like that just tonight also or yeah? this morning. Some I dreamt that dream. I was doing this podcast. No way! Well, I dreamt that the podcast was being recorded in my kitchen at home on Long Island, mm. and that it was you and two uh elderly women, not elderly, <laughs> but maybe like in their fifties or sixties. Okay. And I was late and I was so late that I decided I'm just not even going to be a part of this episode and I'll do the next one. But then mm. you kept like trying to bring me into the episode and I kept going, no, 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 it's okay. I just want to say boundaries. Anything. I know. Yeah. What does that mean? Don't know. I don't know. It means that you need to put your foot down about something probably. What? Maybe with me, <laughs> maybe, maybe not with me. Maybe the old women represented... Wait, isn't it always supposed to be that whatever is in your dream, like the the thing that is coming at you is actually you and your... I'm the old women? Yeah, like you. a lot of times people are like, I fell in love with this guy or what, there, was this, there was this dog in the dream and it's like the dog is you. Like most things in yeah. the dream are you. I don't but know. But also no one knows fucking anything about dreams really. It's no. all just um, guesses. Yeah. And... I- yeah, I wanted back in though. Like, I love when you wake up and you're like, I love setting my alarm for super earlier than um, 
like with all my ideas, like sometimes I do wake up in the morning. I'm like, oh, I can get this workout in. Like the first thing is like, oh yeah, I want to work out. But this morning I woke up and I go, what the fuck was, why did I set this so early? And then yeah. I was like, oh yeah, well fuck that. Like, and then I just tensed up my muscles to like, see if I still had the abs that I've worked so hard for. And I did. So I was excited. Nice. And then um, I was like, I don't need to do a workout this morning. I've been going hard recently. Um, yeah, yeah, you're post that, special now. It's time to let loose. Now it's time oh, to let I go. Did, I did a two a day um, on Monday mm-hmm. because I just felt like such garbage. When you come down from a special, it's like coming down from a drug. And so I felt like I needed, I went to the, yeah, I went to uh, the lesson and she was like, maybe I already said this, but she was like, you, you know, just making comments about like, Oh, we're a little out of it today. Or like, she's oh. had to keep reminding me what foot. The, like she said, the other left probably eighteen oh times. God. You know where that? And it got to the point where I just said, "Will you touch the leg? It is because I can't even understand what left is. Like I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't with it. So then I was like, I only gave half for this, which is all mm-hmm. I had to give. So I gave a hundred percent, but it was just not good. So I said, I'll go to a class later on. And then the class later on only had two people in it. So I got like a semi-private um, nice. two times. And then um, also, can you come up with some new material like the other left? You do it eight times. I think at that point you should say something it's else. Not, it's not even yeah. funny anymore. Yeah. Like it's not she's not saying it to be funny. It really is like what they say to get people to do the right, the correct leg. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's when, you know, you're really dumb, but they're very forgiving. That's what I like about Pilates is I have yet to have a coach that makes me feel stupid about anything I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I have had a lot of trainers in the past in other ways that when I go, what are your obliques? What's a, what's a trap? I don't know where the traps are. I think I do. Is it like this area? Like I just don't assume I, and and they don't go like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, your traps are up there. Like, there's no condescension, even though I would think Pilates is the yes. most condescending of just the word. And I'm Pilates. sorry, I've become obsessed with Pilates, like the people I hate that do Pilates <laughs> that talk about it all the time. But once I, now, I get it. I get it. I'll shut up about uh, or mm. I'll. Uh, I'm eating crow now about how people talk about it all the time because when you do something every day, you you tend to talk about it no matter what it is. Sure, um, that's great and, because before you started, you were just kind of like dreading it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so much and dreading. Just dreading someone focusing on the things I can't do well. And it's um and now I'm starting to do those things easier. I couldn't tell in the class if she because it was a the class was by someone who I had never trained with. So it was a different instructor there that I had never worked with. And I couldn't tell if she just gave up on correcting me or if I was doing it right. Do you know what I mean? But uh-huh. I have a feeling she just gave up. Not to gave up, but was just like, she's not my client. Like I don't care if she does it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um and I realize a lot of times. My, I love my two women that, um, I work with there and they are nice enough to not make me like, you have to like really, um, like you have to put the bar up, then you have to put the thing down and then you have to, you, there's all these like techniques of like, you have to sit on the Pilates chair you have to get in Pilates stance then you have to put your arms like a genie and then you have to sit down. And I realized that we don't do a lot of that bullshit. And I thank you to my girls for not making me do that bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. and I know that's probably 
not the way like we we do sometimes they go this is the right way to do it but we're not gonna do that today so we're just gonna we'll, we'll learn that pilates stance like intro to it later and i like that because i don't like there i don't need another thing that i'm doing wrong right let's not add more, let's just keep it as simple as possible and then we build from there mm-hmm. and um i feel like i'm gonna get them in trouble by saying that they don't because <laughs> like i <laughs> no it's it sounds like they're customizing it for you which is yes. appropriate not respecting the art Yes, and I like wiping down my thing afterwards. I really like that. Yeah. You like- I like wipe. Oh, yeah. Like, I like, like, I'm done with my class. I clean up my station. Like, uh-huh. I feel like Aww. a little bit of a kindergarten. I've never learned to clean anything after I'm done with it. So it kind of feels like, I feel so accomplished. I feel like someone should be like, great job after I like <laughs> wipe down this dumb thing. Because I feel I've never been rewarded for cleaning yeah. in that kind of way. You need like Dora um, the Explorer Pilates. Yes, so that they're all, you did it. Yeah, and now we're going to get into this pose. But do you remember it, in the back in like the '90s, early 2000s? I guess it was more like early 2000s stand-up mm-hmm. when Pilates was like a joke. When people would make fun of Pilates, because oh, it's almost it was, like Ford Focus or a Prius, or yeah. like it's a punchline. It was one of those punchlines because I just think honestly, it was because it was Pilates, and then people would say, great word. "What is it, Pilates or whatever?" That would be one angle that these comics oh. would take. And it was always to represent some, I don't know, pretentious uh, woman or something in, in stand up. Do you, do you remember that? Those um, days? I, I, I do remember it be when it fell on the scene. And I remember a girl talking to me about how Pilates changed my body. And me and my all my friends would make fun of her. Yeah. Because she would talk about it all the time of like, it transformed my body. And her body was already amazing. So it was like, she's a model. It was like really obnoxious to hear on top of that, uh-huh. that Pilates had changed her body. Um, but yeah, it, it does change your body because you're like stretching everything all the time. You get really long. I have obliques for the first time. I didn't know what obliques were. Um, and I have it just on one side. I don't have it on the other. It's very exciting. Yeah. I had my mom feel my stomach the other day. I was like tensed it and made her like punch me in the stomach. It's just like, cool. I'm not doing anything with this body. I mean, yes, I am. I did, it ended up. So I started to do Pilates because I wanted to like look great for my special. But my special ended up um, having a physical thing element to it that you will see when mm-hmm. it comes out. Mm-hmm. That required an intensely oh, yeah. strong core yeah. that I did not intend for and that I would never we kind of wrote it kind of in the last weeks of preparing for the special. Like I don't oh, want to give it away. Good if you, but yeah. at the beginning of the special, it's a pretty big theater and Nikki comes in on a trapeze swing. <laughs> she swings in. I'm not gonna say how she dismounts, because that's really the impressive out. part. But she swings in, <laughs> she's about twenty-five feet in the air. Swings in, the microphone's up closer to the ceiling, so she's got to grab the (laughs) microphone. But the real surprise is going to be how she dismounts from the trapeze. (laughs) Yes. That's the funny part. I'm in a plank on a trapeze. Yes. Um, And then I do (laughs) half of the specials in a handstand. um, And I slowly lower down to um, middle splits. Um, By the way, did we ever figure out what the name of the special is going to be? No. It's still not named. No, I never name them before. But now it's over. You filmed it. I know. I, I, well, we don't know what's going to make the cut. Wow. You know? So, yeah, we don't know. I know. it. That's insane. People are like, what's your special name? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't. And this is the kind of celebrity I am. I'm not good at planning things. I just like go. I, f- I free ball it, man. Mm-hmm. I just go. And I, I'm doing a photo shoot for my next tour. And today, uh, today for four hours, 
and had a call with the photographer. Um, my assistant just wrote me about it. Mm-hmm. Everyone's asking, what is the name of the tour? So we can like make the photo shoot about the tour mm-hmm. and like what kind of fo- poses do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't kn- I just want to name it Emma, like a baby or something. Like I want to pick like so easy to name a child, but a tour that has a whole attitude and and I don't know what I'm talking about yet. Yeah. You know, like I just got done making a special, like I'm not taking out the material I just shot on tour. I'm ma- I'm building a new act. And so I don't know what I'm gonna be saying. That's and right. I don't and I don't want it to be like it's in music, it's cool to be cool, right? Uh-huh. Like when you're a musician, it's cool to be like, I'm doing the badass tour. Yeah. And I'm cool. But in comedy, you can't say you be I'm like, cool. Yeah, I'm getting rammed up the ass tour or whatever. It's mm-hmm. always gotta be like my tiny dick tour. Yes. Or I'm you know, I love Tom Segura's I'm coming everywhere tour. Exactly. I love that it's one. It's always gotta be some demeaning, It's gotta be a joke. De- degradate degradating. Yeah. Um that, that made me think we should you should name children once they're 13 because if you name them when they're zero that kind of influences like if you named your kid you know the you know but what do you call them until then <laughs> whatever hey, you, you don't know you don't know but two? then when when they turn 13 you <laughs> so go there's some cult that ascribes to now this. that i've seen you i know that you're a dylan right <laughs> well, that's so insulting <laughs> you're a dylan Whereas well, if there you are name- Dylans that are adorable. Yeah, they have their hair parted in the middle, and it's right down to their ear, their top earlobe. Yeah, and they they look like Ryder Strong, so they're a Ryder or Dylan. Yes, okay. So if you named your kid Stryker or something or Parker, oh, then they're going to be a certain person. It's just going to influence them in some way. But whereas yes. if you wait until they become an asshole, then you can name them Parker. It is interesting no that Parkers. people become their oh, names. Oh, no, really nice Parker. No, Parker seems like a nice person. I, I, I'm just, you know, I think Parker sounds like a rich person. I don't. Yeah, I mean, not my Parker. Yeah, you what can. What of a man? Well, Is it a woman or a man? Uh, it's a man. Okay, so th- th- you know, uh, let's think of a different name then that nobody knows, so I don't offend anyone's friends. <laughs> oh, I know someone who parked their car yesterday, and they were a Parker, and they were nice about it. Um, yeah, it's no, I'm it's, just, um, I was just randomly plucking names. No offense totally to Noah's friend Parker, who I'm sure is a saint <laughs> and has no I'm, negative qualities. Yes. Well, yeah, we all do. But I, I think I, I see what you're saying. Like, what would happen if the name came later? Like, what kind of person would you be? Because you kind of become your name. Noah is totally a Noah. Yeah. Well, who knows? Uh, I mean, if she was named, maybe she became a but Noah. But she became, because that's what I'm saying. She, she became Noah. Noah. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I don't think her parents were like, she's a Noah. I think she turned into a Noah. I yeah. think your name does dictate the kind of person you become. Not fully, but also... They say birth order does something, but then that was recently debunked that birth order really does is like nothing, even though it's such a popular meme to be like, I mean, I get targeted constantly of like, I'm the older daughter. I have autism, ADHD, and no one loves me. Like I get everything I see on Instagram is targeted towards me of being like the firstborn. Everything fell on me. Everyone's an alcoholic around me. I couldn't manage my, uh, you know, temperament. No one, no one sought after my feelings. I, I played alone. Like it tries to make you feel so seen about your childhood, but it's so off in many ways. Yeah. People love it. You see all of these likes. Like I get to see everyone who's fucking struggling when I look at the likes. Anyone who who ever likes one of those posts. 
I get to see all the people who are like, yes, I feel seen. Um, there was a reduct. Chris sends me reductress. Um, we were big fans of reductress on Instagram. You know, it's pretty like the, the onion, but for women. And mm-hmm. I think it is written by all women. I, Chris it was and I started got into by a little... two women at the Magnet Theater. Two performers from the Magnet Theater in New York City, really? which is an improv theater. I thought it was definitely an offshoot of The Onion. It's not? No, no. It was actually pretty wild at the time when they started it because of The Onion and some other things. It was like, is there space for this? And it just it, it blew up. They never looked back. And it was amazing. Um, this one Chris sent me and I felt it was seen. bold. Uh, I mean, the the women who do it, the only thing that I have a problem with, with The Onion, Hard Times News, Reductress, and what's the other one? There's tons of them. These like fake news things that are hilarious. Mm-hmm. I want to know who wrote them. You Give me an, an author. author. Mm-hmm. I want an author. Favorites. I want to credit this joke so I can be like, this is, I want to be able to write the person on Instagram and be like, that was so hilarious. My friend Bobby, Bobby Jaycox. He said he he wrote me a, a like a bunch of stuff that's going cool in his life because we share that stuff and he said that he had just gotten a um a headline through on Hard Times News and I was like fuck yeah which one and sometimes Hard Times News uses a picture of Ian for because they always make fun of punk culture and it makes <laughs> me so happy finance. Ian finance yeah it's um, kind of like um when restaurants pool the the tips so mm-hmm. like, yeah. When you think you're giving your waitress the tip, I don't like this socialist bullshit. I no. want to know. Capitalism. I want a meritocracy. I want to know who did what, and I want to give credit because sometimes I don't. You know what? I also don't like it on shows where they go. It's the opposite on TV shows. They'll be like written by blah blah blah, and you'll oh be like, my God. "This is an amazing episode," and then you realize that person's episode got it was touched by everyone else. Uh-huh. It wasn't just that person, and people at home, like my mom or dad, are like. Well, she wrote that entire episode. And it's like, no, she didn't. She like did the, what's it called? The breakdown and like maybe, uh-huh. you know, there, uh, she did mo- a lot of the work, but then it becomes, the, it's the staff. So it's the opposite actually. Certainly. But I want to know the authors of The Onion. I want to know who these people are. I want to, and that you've never seen anyone take credit for an Onion thing. You've never, I've never seen a comedian friend of mine be like, I got a thing through on Reductress. Why aren't they allowed to tell people when they've done this? I think they are told by Reductress and by The mm. Onion that you are not allowed to post which ones you've done, which is dumb to me. Who cares? These are unfounded conspiracy theories. I've seen people post that they've written a Reductress. Oh, you do? Yes. Really? Yes. yes. Okay. Well, then Reductress is doing it right, but I've never seen someone. I've never seen it before, and I would like to see more of it because that is, I mean, maybe I'm just a little like I've seen baby boo I've needs seen the creator of Reductress post a reductress title and tag the person who wrote the title. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I just haven't seen it. And I apologize for calling out reductress if they're, if they're giving people credit, but I would like a tag on the post itself. That's right. What's the harm in authors. doing that? We need authors on things. And it, I think reductress lady would probably tell me, well, it's that one actually was a lot of people. And then, uh, and who then, okay, maybe don't tag that one. Lady says. Reductress lady needs to put authors on things right now. They're so good though. They can doing whatever they want because it's, uh, I would say nine out of 10 of their article headlines are hilarious. This one I loved. It said, nice. This woman achieved something. So now she thinks it must not have been hard. <laughs> Mustn't, <laughs> must have not been hard. I loved that one. Yeah. That one um, speaks to you. Yeah. Chris sent that one to me to, um, <laughs> yeah. Does that one not speak to you? Noah, do you like, no, when you, d- right? It's, it's speak. Well, it speaks to me about you because you really? say that all the time. Cause you think that what you do is easy, but it's not, it's hard. <laughs> 
but it's easy for me. So it is easy in some way. Like, you know, I think any, there are some people that can play guitar just really well. And it just like is who they are. Like they're just born like, Yes, they put in hard work, but they pick up a guitar and it's just like easier. But that's why it's not easy because they put in the hard work. And also, no, no, no. Some people are inclined to do things better than others. There are some kids that sit down on a piano and they just kind of like, I know what an E and an A. They just have perfect pitch. They were born with it, baby. But then they work hard on top of that. It's limited, though. They have to get practice and education and stuff to expand their knowledge. I will give myself credit, but I won't give it because. I wasn't born with the brain that made me work hard. That wasn't mm. my choice. It just is the way I got it. I'm lucky. I'm not gifted. God doesn't love me more than he loves Maybe people it's that are. Maybe your name Nikki. Nikki is a name, I will say, that is kind of <laughs> splashy. It's kind of fun. Yeah. I haven't met many Nikki's you don't like. You might meet a Nikki that's annoying, i.e. me. I might be a little <laughs> overbearing sometimes, but a Nikki will be someone that is like happy to see you, has a good smile, um, maybe is kind of a bitch. I think I'm just describing myself, <laughs> but like, um, Nikki's are different than Nicole's, you know, like if I switched to Nicole, it just wouldn't fit. This You'd is be a, like, this who is, is like, this? uh, horoscope stuff because like there are, do you feel like you're, you have stuff in common with Nikki Haley, the Republican, uh, running for president right now? Yeah. Like, Maybe like do, white actually. teeth and kind of like <laughs> blinky. You know, like kind of like always looking like, let me look, pull up. It's got to be N-I-K-K-I or can you be like Nicki Minaj also or Nicki? I don't even know other many Nicki's. Yeah. Nicki Minaj is a CK. Um, Listen, I will say this. Every time I meet a Nicki, I go, how do you? She goes, I'm a Nicki. I'm like, oh my God. And I go, how do you spell it? Uh huh. And then if she says N-I-C-K-I, I go, oh, I love it, but I don't. No, no, no. That's that's how I am with Brian's. B-R-Y-A-N Brian's. Not, mm-hmm. I don't like. They're, they're, well, you're just, I'm not a B R Y A N, Brian. I get offended when people say B R Y A N. And it's because I don't surf or skateboard. Right. If you're okay. B R Y A N, you are on the beach. You are wearing a puka shell necklace. You've got a, yeah. a and Harley. It sounds like hat. it was your choice to change it to B R Y to me. Like it sounds like your parents gave you B R I and you yeah. in high school were like, my friend Lauren in high school say, changed her E to a Y and oh. we like Lauren Hill and we were all like mm-hmm. no that's not who you are but it sounded like Brian with a Y sounds like a choice um, what about Robbins with a Y I don't hate it my mom they, they don't change for me my mom's name is Karen which has been very difficult for her over the last several years I bet she's a white lady named Karen um, but her name is spelled C-A-R-Y-N and that's not something she changed Okay, yeah. C-A-R-Y-N. Well, now not now she isn't. Why? She's like, it's different. Yeah. You spell my name right on my Starbucks cup. That's She's right. She's like being a Karen about being I a different kind of I want to your manager about how my name was spelled. <laughs> okay, that's really interesting. Okay, I have a lot more to say about names, and we'll read through some more reductors things to see if we relate after this. Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Seriously, like think about your wardrobe and how hell it is. I know I think about mine and I'm just like, ugh, I don't even want to wear anything in it. I need some new things to spice it up. That is exactly what I did when I went to Quince. I heard about Quince initially from my assistant who has impeccable style. She had an amazing sweater and I said, where did you get that? And she was like, it's cashmere. I was like, ooh la la. They do 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters. I own two myself. And then they also have washable silk tops and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. I actually have an ear cuff that I got. They have such cute jewelry. 
The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They cut out the middleman. They work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. All you have to do is go to their website and look for yourself. It's quality stuff. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Oh my God, you guys, I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important, the future of our self-care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most, us, but not anymore. New Conair Girl Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Girl Bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girl Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is so important. With Conair Girl Bomb's ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self-care journey with precision and power. The kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good. And there's nothing more empowering than that. Um, can I ask about your mom's name? Like, is she truly like feeling discriminated against? Because I've read so much about people named Karen and how it's like they really some have changed their name because it's just yeah. such yeah, it's so negatively connotated now. It was really surprising for me because when it happened, because everyone was like, Karen, people are like mad at Karens all the time. I wonder how it started. And I was There's like, There's gotta be an etymology of it. It's that someone, to have done a I didn't know what it meant. And then someone was like, That woman was acting like a Karen. And I was like, She made you pizza bagels? <laughs> they like a rude lady and her name was Karen and that's how they started it. No, I don't think it was based on... It just sounds on... like the white lady of that age group that oh. would... It's like a 40 to 65-year-old name for a white lady. Yeah. Karen. I Yes. Could have been I Susan. The... Could have been any of us. Any At yeah, any but... point in time, one of our names could get sucked I up think... into the negative machine. You know, everyone made fun of John and Kate plus eight. That hairstyle was the Karen hairstyle. Oh, and yeah. I think Kate... Her name being Kate kind of influenced it. Kate's not a good enough name to be like, you're a Kate. <laughs> so they think they think they chose something close to that based on the hairstyle from John and Kate plus eight mm. is my guess. Can I just say, though, that Nikki Haley, 
there's can't be a president, Nikki. No offense to me, <laughs> but we're not. That's not a president name. No, it just ain't happening. Maybe president of the cheer club. Yeah, exactly. And but Nikki's, <laughs> I, yeah, I guess Nikki is a. It's a prostitute name. It's a stripper name. Cheerleader name. Um, and I say that with love. I am saying that with. Um, I'm glad that I have that kind of cool name. My mom always said that she named me Nicole if in case. Ah, when I became a professional person. Yes. Like, so I would go by Nikki. And so Nicole was on my birth certificate when mm. I became a lawyer or a professor. Um, and it never happened. Um, it's actually been a huge burden on my life to be named Nicole on every document. Oh, and, yeah. um, and it not be, but it is my real name. Um, but what, what does that even fucking mean? It's just on some papers, but you know no, literally no one calls me it except Sherrod Small. What's sad for me is that uh, Brian, <laughs> which is my name, in case you didn't know, has become one of the names comedian use in their act outs to indicate like it's a it's like a Brian. funny stupid name, like and then Brian mm. said it ha- it's happening more and more and I don't like it. Yeah, Stacy. Brian's become is another one of the, name. Oh yeah, Stacy, you're in the Stacey, comedian I think bucket. Brian. Yeah, you are. Uh, uh Brittany, uh-huh. Stacy. Um, cause there are certain names I go to and I go, where did I even come? Like no one I know is named that name. I just picked it in the act because it's a funny sounding name and it kind yeah. of, and certain names do personify exactly the thing you want to say. Like I had a joke in my special where I said, aunt Gail, I don't have an aunt Gail. I know Ian's mom's name is Gail. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's, I just picked aunt Gail is a funny, funny you name. Can, like picture what she looks like. Yes. And I've not, I don't have one, but I, uh, for a while I was saying an uncle's name that I actually have. And I was struggling with that because I was like, why can't I pick a different uncle? Because it was a really dirty joke about like wanting to have sex with your uncle. Yeah. And I kept saying this uncle that I do have. And I'm like, why? And it became a part of the joke. I'm like, why do I pick a real uncle's name for that? And people would laugh. And I'm like, I, there's literally thousands of men's names and I can't, but I do have many uncles because my mom has 10 kids in her family. So it's Nancy, Jim, and Michael, Julie, Tommy, Peggy, Chucky, Sally, mom and dad, wait, Nancy, Jimmy, Michael, Julie, Tom or Peggy, Chucky, Sally, Patty, Ch- mom and dad or something like that. It's, mm. it's which one is TV? Bobby, T- Nancy, Jimmy, Michael, Julie, Tom or Peggy, Chucky, Bobby, Sally, mom and dad. Yes. Okay. I, t- I miss Bobby. Thank you. Wow. Whoa. Noah. TV Bob is Bobby. Whoa. Wow. And then I have two on That's the crazy. other side too. So it's a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, names are cruise. Oh, wait, let me go back to reductress stuff because I think I want to. Um, yeah. I, I want to relate to more because these are so good. And wait, so it was they they came out of what improv uh, school. Well, they didn't what? come out of, but yes, they were. One of them was a teacher at the improv at the uh, Magnet Theater in uh, New York City, which is the improv. Does that have to do with like the Magnet schools? Because those are like gifted schools. No, in no, no, not at all. It was basically like the third tier theater in New York City. They came up third. It was the uh, Upright Citizens Brigade, which was mm-hmm. like the Alpha Dog, and yep. then it was the Pit. The People's Improv Theater was the second theater. And the magnet oh, yeah. came out third. And the magnet's whole deal was they want to be, they don't care about the industry. They're not interested in making people famous. They are only interested. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why they don't share the names. They are only interested in being a community where people can go and practice improv. Whereas if you wanted to be famous, you go to UCB and then somewhat you go to the like pit. We know how many people came out of UCB and then pit like Kristen Shaw came out of and others. Magnet nobody came out of or it seems mm. like nobody came out of there's like a few people um, I think I did a couple shows there yeah but it was a good theater and then hilariously and then I go they're not gonna make me famous I gotta get the fuck out that's, of here but that was the whole point 
Uh, famously, SNL did a that. sketch um, where they had a black box theater one-person show they were making fun of. And they, uh, they chose the Magnet Theater as the, as the setting where they would film this sketch as like a lame, uncool black box theater. And Ooh. in the Magnet Theater, the bathrooms are very close to the stage. So when you're on stage doing improv, occasionally you can hear a toilet flush. Oh my God. And then someone comes out and they're like, you can, you know that they just shit or piss. Where in was the Magnet Theater real quick? Just 29th Street 29th between Street. 8th and 7th, uh, 8th and uh, 7th Avenue. Um, oh. Yeah. And, the, ah! and so because of that. <laughs> Wait, is it still there? No. Well, here's the, that's the end of the story. Because of that, oh, okay. SNL added that into the sketch where they're like, and also you can hear the toilet flush from the stage. So like it was just like kind so of embarrassing. So when you were you when you went to the Magnet Theater after that SNL sketch came out, was everyone talking about it like in the bar area? Like, yeah, they made fun of us this weekend. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Um, yeah. But here's the thing: Wait, were you? Did you buy into this whole thing of like no one wants to be famous? No, no and that's why a lot of people. This place? I didn't. I, I don't want to be think famous, that's a good- but that's why people disliked me. I, I I performed at the Magnet. I was on six different house teams at the Magnet while I was in New York. Jesus Christ! But I kept. I was on so many house teams because. I would be on a team and my team would get broken up, but people didn't <laughs> like me there so much because I was doing stand up and I, and they felt like I had an air of superiority, I think, because I was like, I'm trying to actually make it. Uh, whereas I think you, if you wanted to be part of the crew there, you had to be like, we're separate from that. We're not trying to make it. We're just want to hang out, you know. I would love to see how many famous people would still be doing the thing that they do if fame were not a thing. If money and fame and influence were not the rewards of the labor, how many would still do it? I think it's many. Yeah. I don't think it's all. But I do think that is a bad business model. Well, here's what happened. Because our society is obsessed with fame. I get that. But here's what happened. COVID happened. happened. Uh, COVID happened and the UCB theater shut down. The pit mm-hmm. shut down. Guess mm-hmm. which theater is the only one that didn't shut down? Maggie. The Magnet. And it's because they were based on a community of people who all just wanted that place to survive. And it still exists and the other two are gone. Whoa, it still exists? Yes. Okay, I Pretty eat amazing. my words again. Mm-hmm. So they were right. I mean, all they needed... they they. <laughs> <laughs> they that's why your mom loves you they survived the pandemic <laughs> yeah, because of the community and because it wasn't just like well i can't be famous here anymore so i'm gonna leave. no it's a ni- it's a nice idea and i yeah. i always wonder like would i i do think that uh a part of the appeal i mean stand up it's absolutely part of the appeal is that you get immediate um attention and love for what you're doing in front of a live audience i was being interviewed yesterday by someone in Denver, because I have two shows coming up in Denver, December 30th and December 31st, New Year's Eve Eve and New Year's Eve at the Paramount Theater. So excited for those shows. Um, haven't been back to the Paramount since I shot my last special there, Good Clean Filth. So I'm glad to go back and not have to do a special and just be done with my special and doing new fun material, plus stuff I shot in the special that's, you know, I'll be freer with now. Um, you can see the trapeze act. But Also, halfway I, um, through, Nikki climbs up on a 25-foot ladder. <laughs> And she stands on this platform and underneath there's a big uh, pool of water that she dives into. I won't say what tricks she does to land, but it's really amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the surprise of it. <laughs> yeah, the tricks. I mean, how many 
That's it's really an incredible special. I've never seen anything like it, honestly. It's uh no, the ending did require so much core. It was so ironic because everyone goes, How did you do that? How yeah. the fuck did you do that ending? And people are marveling at it. And I go, Pilates, yo. I I never would have been able to do this thing that we ended up writing, not because I could do it. We were just like, what if you did this thing? And I was like, let me try it. No one who doesn't do Pilates could have done that. And I'm not even that good at it because I'm not that good at Pilates, but it was it was just ironic that the thing I did to have like a, a fucking cool body was really in the end about having the strength to do this final thing that I did. And that's the but, excuse. Um, that's the excuse you have to say. It's like, well, I'm not doing it to look good. I'm doing it because I require my body to be able to perform the act. Yes, yes. But I do want to look good. And I, But it is about feeling good. It's about mm-hmm. feeling strong and feeling right. sure. Like solid and Believing not like it. wiggly, jiggly, and like all my mm-hmm. joints are just like it's um it's nice to feel compact and like I'm everything is coming from your powerhouse because if you do Pilates, everything comes from your powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Literally, you move your toe from your abs. It <laughs> doesn't make any fucking sense. It still doesn't to me. But she'll be like, your ankles move your ankles from your abs. <laughs> and I'm just like, what could that even mean? And I don't think. Even you know what that means. And I don't even think that is actually physically possible. I think this is all theory, which I also do like because a lot of it is mental. You just have to think about it and then it happens. It's a lot like singing. It's like you have to picture the thing. Like my voice teacher yesterday was like, keep the sound in front of you in this little bubble. And like suddenly when I pictured the sound in a little bubble in front of my nose, the sound didn't fall back in my face Mm. because I was just uh, visualizing this thing that's not even real. Uh Um. So wait, what was I just going to say about you were going to you're talking about an interview that you did yesterday? Oh, yeah, I did an interview yesterday. And so thank you. And so the guy was asking me about, um, you know, he had all these prepared questions. It was really sweet. It was uh, adorable, actually. And he had one that was like, you know, what's the difference between different mediums that you, you know, perform in on TV and stand up and podcasting? Which one is the most gratifying and which one which one satisfies you the most? And I'm like, I do think that the why stand-up is so special is because even though podcasting is so fun and it's laid back and I don't feel the pressure that I feel with stand-up where everything has to be so on and and like there's non-stop hilarious um, and I just feel more myself on a, on a podcast and which is just so nice for all the reasons that that is nice. It's like the first class of performing. You're just relaxed. Mm. Um, but stand-up, you do... I don't hear people listening to this podcast right now going, oh my God, that's so true. You know, like, I mean, I hear you guys, but you're also on the podcast. You don't hear people that have no stake in it letting you know, like, you're right. We like you constantly. Oh my God, that's so true. And so, yes, thank you. (laughs) So that's why stand-up is great. And we all know that, like, that's why stand-ups do it. But I I I think we forget that sometimes that that's what stand-ups are after is that immediate feedback. Oh, yeah, of course. And I just don't believe anyone does stand up that isn't uh, insecure. And I mm. have no problem saying I'm insecure. Even Anya Anya doesn't like to hear the word insecure. She I think she grew up with a mom who said um like it is so sad that these girls are insecure. It's just so sad when women are insecure. So Anya doesn't like to be uh-huh. categorized as insecure cuz I'll say it all day that I'm insecure. I'd have no problem with it. It's just it's kind of I don't know. It just is the way it is. It, it doesn't. Issa Rae. It wait. Oh yeah, Issa Rae. Common like even I went to Issa Rae's like. Oh yeah, very common crossword yes. puzzle answer. She's but in she it. had a show called Issa Rae. Is in the New York Times crossword puzzle like every month. Hmm. 
She's in it as much as Ag- Agara, <laughs> the That's, capital of Ghana. Yes. <laughs> and and or, uh, a man a man named uh, blank a Tom Hanks film Otto. Oh God, yeah. Or 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 mining or uh, for mining uh, gold. gold or whatever. O- or a tribe, a Great Plains tribe. Oto. Oh God, O-T-O-E. enough of that shit. Enough of Oto, man. Yeah. I'm always putting Opie in there, and it's not right. <laughs> Opie, they always, they will, because isn't, Hopi is a tribe, right? Yeah, so yes. I get Oto and o- Opie, uh, and I always put Utes, U-T-E-S. Oh. The Utes of Utah. No. Etna, volcano. Yeah. Common crossword. It's getting out of control. Um, Anyways. It's out of, there are sometimes that it will be three days in a row of the same clue. Oh, yeah. Where you'll get, uh, there's there's other ones too that happen all the time. And um, I Bo and Yang was in the crossword puzzle the other day, and oh. I got very excited, and I sent him a little you message. You were in the crossword got, puzzle too. Yeah, I was in the crossword puzzle. You, you almost had the egot of clues because you were in Jeopardy and the New York Times crossword yeah. puzzle. Is there any more that you could be in? I said the. F- no, I don't think there's any more. What like, about a Trivial uh, Pursuit card or something? Or like a that Wheel of Fortune? Nice. What would be the egot? Yeah, Wheel of Fortune would be cool. A and I wasn't that too because. One of my name was one of the clues. Oh yeah, it was one of the things. You even though I was celebrity real fortune, yeah, I still almost counts. still counts. Um, no, the weirdest thing about that Jeopardy thing. So one of my name, so my name was used in one of the questions, not questions, but I guess answers. And then the, the question was, "What is Blind Date?" Which was a show that I hosted that I literally forgot I hosted. Well, that, that was Jeopardy, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Jeopardy. So on Jeopardy, it was like. Um, if your friend sets you up on one of these, uh, also a show hosted by Nikki Glaser, you might want to not turn it down. And it was like, what is a, bl- a blind date? Uh-huh. And um, Chris and I were watching it because someone texted me. The first person to text me is Colin Donnell. I think he was actually one of the first people to text me about the crossword puzzle, too. And it was a Sunday crossword puzzle. So Colin Donnell is a smart guy. He's watching Jeopardy. He's watching uh, he's the crossword puzzle. Colin Donnell, he is on Chicago Fire. Chicago Hospital, Hospital Chicago, one of those shows. He's a big deal. Yeah. He's a big TV star. Yeah. But he was a. Uh, I went to high school with him. Oh, cool. And um, oh, yeah. yeah, he's awesome. And he he was like my first date. I didn't know it was a date, but Chicago we went to see Med. Bare Naked Ladies. Chicago Med. Uh, he's Med. on Chicago Med. Chicago Med. He's Chicago a very fire, handsome man. Fire he's uh, was. What was that? Chicago Med, Chicago Fire. There's a lot of them. There's a whole Chicago. Yeah, night. there's a lot of those. I'm yeah. sure he does cameos on the others. I'm sure it's a whole community, and it's mm-hmm. very incestuous uh, in terms of them starring in each their things. But um, yeah, he's up in Chicago in that fire or that med, and um, <laughs> but yeah, he sent me a thing. It was like, holy shit, Jeopardy! And I was like, I was with Brian on a Zoom call when I got it. Yeah, Whoa. you were the first person I told because Chris was down getting our Uber Eats, and I was like, Brian. Oh my God, I'm on Jeopardy. So cool. And we were both like, oh my God, let's find it. So we went and watched it. And then Chris came back in and was like, wait, what? What is the, what's the answer to this? Like he couldn't <laughs> even answer the question. My parents were both like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, I hosted Blind Date. I was like the voice That's for Blind Date. deep cut. A deep cut. deep cut. Yeah. Who wrote that? No. Isn't that where uh, Jackpot came from? Jackpot came from that. Because I was like, it's a blind date jackpot. And wow. Emil and Andrew were at the voiceover for it. And I kept saying, Jackpot. Yeah. And they were like, <laughs> then we went nuts with Jackpot after that. And that is why Andrew Collin has Jackpot tattooed on his arm to this day. <laughs> I can't wait till he, what he does to cover it up someday. Uh, and Jackpot. And I love what he, I wonder what he says when people ask uh, what it's about. I just love that he has to tell the story. But the, actually, the puddles tattoo is a funnier story that he has to tell. 
Um, but anyway, so um, so then my dad texts me um four days later and was like, You're not the only family member who made it on Jeopardy. Or what? yeah, who made it on Jeopardy this week. What? And what? This week. Okay, let me just play it. Let me just play it. Oh my god. This is so nuts. Sorry for this pause. Who is this other family member? I don't I can't. Uh, even that's guess why it. I go, there's no fucking way. Like what how could that happen? And this brings us back to names too. Sometimes you can see this green, sometimes called Lincoln Green for the trees. Dennis. What is Forest Green? That's right. Oh! <laughs> my nephew's whole name, much like oh. my whole name, was in the show. That's How often so does cute. Forest Green get said? I mean, um, it's, yes, my, oh. it's not that big of a coincidence. It's not special. It's not destiny. There's no signs from oh, God. All right, right. all right. Forest Green is a <laughs> color that my, my sister chose. I think it my was chose. You know what? Nikki, I think just for the sake of interest, I am going to go full hog on Destiny. <laughs> I'm going to be the Destiny guy now. Full. It was <laughs> Destiny. You're the fourth member of Destiny's yes, child. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, prosperity. Um, yeah. I I, have, wait, wait. Uh, I just, oh, you still want to pull up that Reductress article? Yeah, I found one that okay, I relate okay, to. Let's, let's hear it. It says inspiring. That's I love the ones that start with like nice or inspiring. Um, they it says, invented inspiring. that, I believe. I love it. I think they did too. Yeah. The first time I saw it, I go, I don't know what this is. But then I now I'm bought in. Throw I love some emotion things like that. into that into the title. I love it. I love things where you at first go, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And then you buy in hard. Oh yeah. This is always what this is my always my point when people go, What is this? And I go, There was a time where Tom Hanks, you go, Who is this? Yeah. You know, everything takes a second to let it in. Our first reaction when something is new is always like, Ugh. Yeah. And sometimes like, it never everything is Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks was new to you at one point you saw him for the first time and we're probably like you just don't you're not born knowing everything and being yes. used to everything so let new things in your life i have to remind myself sometimes because i go why <laughs> so okay this was it says inspiring this millennial works hard so the previous generation can have a better life <laughs> and it shows this woman like with her grand like with her parents and i relate to that uh but i like working hard for my parents yeah, um, you know what? I there was a moment at Thanksgiving where I said to my dad that I feel like your generation <laughs> is the um uh your generation just took everything and like you they, you're the generation of using things because uh, they like ruined the environment and blah blah blah. And now they're all like enjoying their retirement and we're kind of like we can't even own a home um mm -hmm. or pay our student loans. And then I saw my dad just feel really bad. And I mm -hmm. then I felt terrible because I was like, "Well, I want you to enjoy your life." I I mean, I I I so I, I I don't like saying that their whole generation is bad because my dad would like nothing more than to provide for our generation. So I I don't know. I just wanted to say that. And it's that not his fault, but no. it also we would have done the same thing if we yes, were born in yes. their generation. I love my dad, and uh, I do not blame him for climate change. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice of you, Brian. Yes. Okay. Another one was Uncle has weed pen this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's like for for Christmas. <laughs> it's just a, a man with a strong point of view pointing with a weed pen. Um, yeah, they're always funny. They always um, they always make me. I just love when someone can nail something so specific that you're like, whoa, that's oh, so yeah. mean. But I, I can't believe that Noah, you've never felt like something you get credit for when people are like, good job. You're just like, well, it was not that. It's like comes easy to me. I don't. Oh, I can't believe oh, no, you no, don't no. relate I've to that. I've definitely felt that. Okay, you have. Okay. 
but I don't um like I guess I don't really like I don't like I don't diminish what I do because it comes easy. Like I know that it comes easy to me because I've done it for so long and I've suffered a lot to get to the point mm. where it's where it feels easy. Gotcha. Okay. Mm. Yeah, that's so you don't focus on how there are people that are probably doing this thing that you do better than you because they did work hard. You don't focus on that more than the fact no, that you work hard. No, I focus. I focus on um, my annoyance for people who think that it's easy and who think they're all that and that they can do what I do when I do it wow, well. That's interesting because I don't give a fuck about that. Like when people are like, you know, have a special and they got it before they were ready for it, mm-hmm. and it's. I just go, it's not going to be good. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, I, mm-hmm. like, the proof will be in the pudding. I, like, when people get things, I don't really get jealous because, unless I think they're going to knock it out of the park because they work harder than me, then I get jealous. But if they get it and I know that they're going to flub it and either not right, ask for the right help to get them to the level they should be at, or they're going to just be bad on their, uh, you know, um, just not work hard enough on their own. Yeah. I just said, like, I can't wait to see that. No, it's but bad it's for your career. It bugs me when though. I know they're it's good. It's bad for your career anyway if you have a special before you're ready. I mean, it's just because it, then you go up there and it's bad. And then people are like, oh, wait, I guess this person wasn't as funny as I thought they were. Yeah. You shouldn't do it. And it's your, yeah. But it's, but how, how do you turn that down? You can't. I like, mean, that's the other, yeah, you can't. So I also don't get when people, when comedians, talk about like, I can't believe this guy got this thing. I'm like, was he supposed to turn it down? Yeah. Would you? Yeah. Like, sorry, this guy's How popular and like... humility? Maybe they can have some humility and You can't say, have humility in this industry. If you want to make it, you're going to have to put yourself <laughs> out there. You're going to have to go out topless if you want to make it. There's <laughs> well, no... that's what Chris told me I should do as a topless yeah. uh, special. And I'm like, what? that would have been good two years ago. They're not. They're not in the. I need a, a lift to do a topless. Yeah, special. you still, You can still It'd do it. It'd be so distracting. And then the the theater might get like hot, and then your nipples change. It would just be. It would just no, be too yeah. distracting. It would be like you know, like a mo- you know when like the color changes Didn't on the background when people billboard? have a mood shift. Yes. Did I have a topless <laughs> billboard for for banging? Remember? Yeah, it was like kind of. It was like my whole body was covered up. It it looked as if I was naked, but I yeah. you know enough wasn't with the obviously. gimmicks. You need to stand behind the fact that you go on stage and you ride a unicycle while juggling. Flaming. <laughs> I was gonna say like my, <laughs> my there's a couple gimmicks and the, there's just one gimmick in this special, but it's uh it's fitting and it's funny. Um, all right, let's talk about um. My what I should name my fucking tour when we get back because I really need some help. Maybe it's called my fucking tour, but then radio stations can't talk about it. And it sounds like I'm mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm so excited. Okay, we'll talk about my fucking tour when we get back. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a 
fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in L.A. And now they are all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the U.S. and the U.K. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important, the future of our self-care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most, us, but not anymore. New Conair Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girl Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is so important. With Conair Girl Bomb's ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self care journey with precision and power, the kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good. And there's nothing more empowering than that. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do with it? I think I would spend that time doing some like inner work. I would probably devote it to therapy because therapy is like one of the most important things in my life. What you might not know is that therapy can help you find out what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It helps you focus on like what's really making you happy, what's really driving you. Talking with someone who has no agenda except to be there for you professionally to listen to you. I just can't tell you how valuable it is. I've benefited so much from therapy. I could talk about it all day long, but I only have a couple more seconds. So let me tell you, the best way to get started is BetterHelp. You know this. There's no more excuses not to go to therapy anymore. It's affordable. You can do it all online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You go to BetterHelp, you can fill out a brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you don't like that therapist, you can just ghost them. No one's going to care. It's amazing how this works. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Nikki Glazer today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Nikki Glazer. Okay, we're back. I just want to say that we recorded this before Christmas. That's when we're not talking about Christmas yet. But I'm guessing I had a great Christmas. Me too. Yes, I'm guessing you did. I always have a... (laughs) (laughs) You're going on a trip soon, aren't you? Yeah, and I'm going on a trip. Oh, yeah. That's why, yeah, we we recorded ahead of time because we wanted this week off. And um, yeah, I'm going skiing um, before my shows this weekend in Denver, the 30th and 31st. I'm jealous and, um, of Yeah, that. it's in Denver. Yeah. And so then I'm going skiing before that in Beaver Creek. Look for me if you're out there. I'm going to be <laughs> sloshing down the blue slopes. Maybe getting a, one black diamond, mostly blues. I can't wait to be on chairlifts. I can't wait to be... Oh, you're going to be so strong for skiing from Pilates. I, I, dude, it all worked out. I'd be yes. so nervous about the ski trip because I really... I'm not even going to say what I don't want to happen because I'm not going to manifest that. Like I'm manifesting strength. And just slot, like I just want to have those moments going down a ski slope and thinking, I need to do this more in my life. This is the happiest I ever am is going fast down a blue diamond safely, fast, and feeling so strong and confident and having the wind whipping in my face and feeling perfectly warm, but also cold at the same time. It is the greatest feeling known to man for me, besides like orgasms and stuff like that, or like, you know, finding out someone you hate. 
something bad happened to them. Um, <laughs> oh, that and orgasms. I don't even know which one's number one. Oh my no, I, I, I actually am not someone who like revels in that stuff that much. You ever anymore, jerk but... off to something bad that happened to an enemy? Now that's. I could. Yeah. I probably could. I like when someone just like has a flop of a thing. It makes oh, me so happy yeah. when someone oh. puts out something that it's like so Mwah. not funny. It just when <laughs> someone <laughs> has a when someone gets a cartoon and then it just sucks and then it gets canceled after one season. And they didn't deserve it. Only they didn't oh deserve my God. it. Oh, I love that. I love the that. amount of people who have had this feeling about all the things that I have done that aren't great that have been canceled is probably a, a lot. Also because I do it, so it's probably happening. Well, then people are doing it too. to you. Yeah, so you got to do it back. You got to get. You got to give. It take but then no, you just gotta I succeed just, like, i used to have the thing where someone would say i wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy and i'm like that's the dumbest for i would wish your worst I wish, enemy yeah people say that. i mean yes, that's a turn of, of phrase you, you know would. it's like but of course you your would worst you enemy. are not you're the person oh, you hate you the wouldn't most wish in that, that hitler would have a sty on his eye like come on you yeah, yeah exactly. they always say you it about something small it's so yes exactly you wouldn't wish that donald trump's flight was delayed three hours out of LaGuardia. <laughs> you wouldn't oh that's crazy yeah. um i think i would i would i wish horrible things not i wish them on people but yeah i mean that's what a lot of like i, I yeah i guess that's what my um I think maybe my tour should be like called like bad thoughts or like mm. bad person or like something like like the unwanted thoughts or un I know that was a Maria Bamford special. It's so hard to come up with something that hasn't been done by another comedian right. too. Yeah, you can't call it bad because that's Michael Jackson. <laughs> I can't call it. What about thriller? Eras. You can call it thriller. Um, that's true. I could do thriller. Man in really the mirror. <laughs> yes like woman in the mirror woman okay let's mirror. do a spin yeah i would like to do i could do like a take on a taylor swift tour like yeah if well, no you like, can't because joe para did it errors he called tour? It the paras tour yeah that's funny oh, yeah that's pretty good yeah there there have been compilations of all the times she fucked up on the error <laughs> eras tour and it was called the errors tour oh, and funny. she fucks up like one time every 18 shows and it's like the cutest thing ever so she's she's flawless the but Paris no. tour is funny because Joe Para could not be more opposite to Taylor Swift than he is yeah and so but and so it would be less like funny for this. you because you're much closer to Taylor Swift uh than you know it's too close you're too close to Taylor Swift to have it be funny right. to name your thing after a Taylor Swift tour yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. There's Lover, there's Folklore, there's Evermore, there's Speak Now, uh, Fearless, Fearful. Mm, I don't think people would but take that. People wouldn't connect it. Yeah. In eras, there's no other, like, you know, I, I wouldn't feel like I was stealing from Joe Para if I did a, a rhyme with eras. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just, there's nothing there. Um, I, yeah, I really don't know what to do. So far, um, all of your specials have been kind of plays on sexual terms. You've got banging. Well, no, you have perfect. That's not necessarily, but mm -hmm. it's based on. Uh, so you have, have, you have banging, uh, perfect. And then you have your tours too, the good girl tour. What? And one night with Nikki Glazer, also kind of a sexual connotation, like a one night stand. Yeah. You had not safe I with Nikki was... Glazer. Yep. You had <sighs> good clean filth. Unprotected. <laughs> um Raw Dog. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Nikki Glazer. Well that's uh Come on, Nikki come Glazer. On. Bill Cosby's like book is called Come On People. Oh no yeah. way. Come really? on, comma people. Yeah. Let me just make sure come it's Bill on, Cosby. People. Yeah. That's so and funny. And the book looks like uh, it looks like cum. 
It looks, no. it's like what? white. Let me see, make sure it's Bill Cosby. Yeah, yeah. Maybe oh I my need God. like a phrase. Okay. What if it's like, okay, You've what? You've got to see Noah or somebody. Can you, mm-hmm. can you pull up this picture? Yeah, please. Uh, and then just hold it up to the camera. It's called Come Wait, On. How could it look like Come? I'm so confused. I am telling you, it looks like Come. <laughs> I'm so excited I, I have about to this. find this. Uh, Hold on, I got it. Um, it's called. You got it, Noah. Yeah. You have the actual cover that I'm talking about, though. I believe the so. original. Is it blue? Is it yeah, blue? it's blue. All right, all right. Show okay. it. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Drum roll. Yeah, here it is. Go. Sorry for people at home. This is on YouTube. You got to go to YouTube.com/slash Nikki Glazer Podcast. Look at that. Oh my God! It's called what Come the On, people. Fuck? I mean, does that not look like little cum droplets? Wait, wait. I am so confused because it's not even come on. Come on is come on, people. Is C apostrophe M O N. You guys, this is come C O M E on O N people. Yeah. Well, come is called C U M. But by the way, no. <laughs> I know, but there also is no comma, which is come on, people. No, this is come on, come people. on people. And then and it's there a blue are cover. It's a blue cover, and then there are footsteps. It appears I, the footsteps are white, but they look like droplets of cum. And, and each then look at the one, subtitle. Look at the subtitle. On the path from victims to victors. Yeah. What so, the fuck? <laughs> He's so saying there's something. Pa- there's a path. So it's a, like footprints that look like little jizz droplets. Yes. And it says each droplet has a, <laughs> it says respect on it. The other one says caring. One says hope. One says skills. Yes. One uh, says that's Spanish how, fly. That's how he views his cum. <laughs> Disgusting. Ew. What? I mean... In plain sight, And then right? the, the co-author is Alvin F. Poussaint, which kind of sounds like pussy, yeah, sounds but like... also, I mean, Alvin. If you're named Alvin, of course you're going to co-write a book with Bill Cosby. It's inevitable. Where's that guy today, you know? Yeah. Um, um, okay, Brian, you wanted to bring up something that happened yes, before um, so the spe- we, we didn't talk special. about how we went to go see Jimmy Carr at the Moore Theater the night oh, before yeah. your taping. Yeah, bad idea. <laughs> final thought bad idea because he's so good it really got in my head i got a little bit i got thrown yeah because i'm in the same theater i'm shooting my special at the next night i'm watching jimmy carr's show i'm comparing contrasting Mm -hmm. i'm you know that's pretty much what i'm doing the whole time is like i can't even laugh because i'm so angry that i didn't write all those jokes and that i don't i that I just couldn't, I couldn't relax. I couldn't have fun because I was so in my head of like, he's so good. I'm such crap. Like it was, it was not good for my self-esteem. I will not do that next time. I will not in the theater of which I'm taping my special, go oh. see someone who's been doing it. You know, I would guess at least 10 years longer than me. I will never yeah. do that again. I will go see someone who's been doing it 10 years less than me so I can feel <laughs> superior. But uh, it was an amazing show. There's no question. Yeah, you should just go see me, meet uh, me at the theater before you. No, you're amazing. <laughs> um, you're really, really fucking good. I mean, um, but yes, that that was uh, that was my takeaway. Was like a, an an unsettled feeling after that of like it's too late to change anything. I can't be more like Jimmy Carr. I could have seen anyone and been like, I need to be like that person. You know, I was so in my head the night before yeah. doing this. Uh, you could have seen Jeff that- Dunham and even been like, I think I need puppets. I think I need puppets. I- 
That's so true. <laughs> I it really could have. It could have gone either uh, any way that way. Just someone who has been in the business longer than me, who just um, yeah, I, I just compared myself to, and so I was, I was a little spirally after that moment. So while but you I were comparing yourself, you learn things. I mean, the, I think the takeaway for me from Jimmy Carr was first of all, he, you know, he obviously gave us free tickets and we went and we sat in great seats and we watched his Amazing show seats. and he was also yeah. i Amazing i hear tickets. incredibly gracious his his team was incredibly gracious allowing your team to go into the theater the night before to set up mm-hmm. everything and so he was amazing Aww. but the takeaway for me was when we went after we went to the green room and we met jimmy carr and he was so nice he was so cool he was and so he, he was making great. eye contact with not just you he didn't put all his focus on you he made eye contact with sometimes everybody. Sometimes people can do. Yeah. yeah. He he saw all of us. He respected all of us. We all contributed to the conversation. He was so kind to you and so had such great things to say about you and just was awesome. And I actually liked his stand-up more after I met him in mm-hmm. the green room because he was so cool in the so green room. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I knew he was that nice So because I've met him obviously a lot of times. Um, and I've been a fan of his for so long. I mean, there's just, I think he's one of the best joke writers of our time. And, um, and just what a polished and perfect performance. Yes. Uh, flawless. Flawless. Even the new jokes that he says, he writes new jokes for every single show. And then at the end of his show, he reads them off a piece of paper to test them every show. And even yeah. his new jokes felt like, are these new? Really? They were so good. Yeah. They're, it was so much stuff that I loved. So I was trying to think of, he had one joke. I don't want to ruin anything, but he was just talking about, he has a, a lot of good jokes about, um, I liked his chunk about date rape. Um, and I liked his, about saying like, it's, you know, it's uh, like, he, t- he pretty much t- takes this kid in the audience and he asks this kid, like a younger kid, he was 19 years old, like, when is it okay to have sex with a girl? Like, when is she consenting? And he walks through like a whole date night of like, when, when is it, is it okay now? And he's like, no, it's not okay yet. Like, uh-huh. he keeps, and it really is like, he, he brings up a point of like how women will have sex a lot of times just out of like, I've already gotten this far. Like, I don't really want to, I'm saying yes, but my body is saying no. He like literally gets into that of like, if her body is as tense as your dick is hard, that is a no. (laughs) Even if she's saying enthusiastically, yes, that's not enthusiastic. Her body. And I'm like, but what if it's my obliques? What if I'm just like a fucking rock hard? Cause I'm working hard. Um, and that was really funny. And I mean, it, he had too many jokes that I can even, every time I would be like, remember this one, it would be Mm -hmm. uh, replaced with a new one. That was, uh, so fucking good. And a lot of stuff about pedophilia, which I loved. A lot of stuff about, um, yeah, just sex and relationships. He, um, yeah. What What was your takeaway, Brian? From his set or from? Yeah. What do you remember? Any standout moments that you? <laughs> I really mean, liked? I, I my favorite part of his set was when he started telling a personal story about his oh, yeah, baby being born because it was a departure from his usual stand and deliver, like set up punch. Um, yeah. And I I would like to see more of that from Jimmy Carr. I want to see a an hour where he's like talking about his life. That would be cool yeah. to see because I know that he can infuse the same number of jokes into those personal stories. And then I also get to learn more about Jimmy Carr, which is why I was saying after we met him, I liked to stand up even more because I got to know the guy. Whereas when he's just delivering like really quality jokes, you don't get to know him at all. But then when he delivered that story, I was like, yeah, this would be cool to see like, who is this guy? More about him. Yeah. 
Well, I saw a, a clip of him last night, actually, on Berbiglia's podcast, where he said that there was a girl who came to a show and she was celebrating her second life anniversary or something. It was something like, I was going to kill myself this day, but I was waiting till my parents fell asleep so I could do it when they were asleep. And while I was waiting for them to fall asleep, I was on YouTube. Can you imagine, like, I'm waiting to die and I'm just going to pull up YouTube? Like, <laughs> this is a, that's the kind of thing that fascinates me about. Uh, you know, life is that you do these mundane things oh, when yeah. you're getting ready to do something so insane. Mm-hmm. Um, even like we're getting ready to take my special. Not that it's c- in comparison to taking your own life, but like, like backstage, like talking about like, oh, peanut M and M's or whatever. Like you're just talking about something mundane right before you do something big. Or, but she was watching Jimmy Carr clips as she was waiting to kill herself. And then she started laughing and then she watched some more and she kept laughing and then she like kind of didn't want to do it anymore because she wow. was laughing so much. And she said that she was celebrating um, 20 or, you know, 15 years or whatever of being like her second half of life. And I just thought that was really cool. And wow. um, he seemed very moved by that. I The exact opposite happened with someone who's, who was going to kill themselves or was uh, actually going to live. And then they started watching Mark Marin clips and then they decided <laughs> to kill themselves. There are so many people that can't tell that story to him because he's they're gone now. Yes. Yeah. His no, special. I. I like. What is the title of his? I'm not saying that Mark like, Maron's a bad comedian. I'm saying that he will. He's a depressing comedian. FYI. Yes, and that that's he's. Uh, that's what I like about. Yes. Mark is that he's just like it's things are bad as he sits on the stool like a little gargoyle. Yeah. Um, and I liked the name of his last special. I forgot what it was, but I think it was little little gargoyle. Fun. What is it? Oh, sorry. Little uh, gargoyle. No, shut up, Brian. I, I heard your dumb joke. <laughs> end times fun. And, no, no, end times I'm suppressing fun. a lot of anger always. No, that's <laughs> you sound like Chat GPT. Like Mark Maron's. We should ask Chat GPT to name my next special. Can we do that? Okay. Yes, of course. Or name my name my tour. Oh, that's good. Are, that's a good way to end. I would love it. I wonder if I can still Please. do ChatGTP because they have now oh. upgraded it to... Um, okay, hold on. I'll try to log I in. I just need help. Peaking? Maybe it should be. I just need help. <laughs> that's what That's what my... Uh, inst- you know how you can do Cry like... Cry for help. You can do Picky Instagram. Uh, on your Instagram, you can now leave notes on... Do you know about the notes? Where it's like no. in your messages, you can now leave a note and it just says like... A lot of people use it to like plug their tour... Which is a little silly. Uh, so, like, you respond. It's response to the person right away. If you go into Instagram and then you go into messages on the top okay. of uh, above all of your messages, above where it says primary general requests, there's like a bunch of circles of people's profiles, and above them is uh, nowhere isn't little notes. Not for me. And so, like, my friend Dwight Simmons is saying indie Thursday, Dayton Friday and Saturday, and then. Jayung Summers is saying twelve twenty one L A one twenty one New York City like right this is what and then like my friend Shaq Stanley has just put a Mar- Mariah Carey song up there so I always put uh, in my note please help period and that's just what I put every single time and occasionally people message me and they go are you okay and it's just what I put every single time just in case you want to message me that uh, okay okay. I, I get what you're saying. I like the idea of saying, like, someone help her or, like, a, a Nikki Glazer, a cry for help. Nikki Glazer. I just don't know what I'm going to be talking about. I, I'm always talking about the same shit, like, my life, my observations on life. Like, I don't have this, like, overarching, like, I'm telling it like it is. Yeah. I don't want to do it like a phrase, like, 
can you believe these people? Like, right, I, don't wanna, right. I don't wanna have it be like a quote, but I also Well we had this idea of peaking was a was a title. There was also yeah. this like turning point, something that has to do with it being a turning point for you. Where it's like this yeah. is an inflex point where you are this is kind of like you're you're turning that age where decisions have to be made and things are gonna change from this point forward in all aspects of your life and your career. What about like balls to the wall or like some kind of like, sh- like, uh, cause I think, or like a tits out or like, I can't say tits though. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, that is always the problem. <laughs> you can't say, you can't say tits, but like some kind of like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> like something I don't that says do this. that or of like, no, no, I don't want to, it's, I want to do this. I'm excited to be here, but I'm not like, like, it, you know, f- Six years ago, zero fucks given. Yeah, like yeah. you know what that like yeah. that kind of what about, thing. Uh, but like bare naked lady. Cool. Mm. Mm. <laughs> oh, you mm. really like that one? So three, <laughs> three stifled ums. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, speaking of naked, I have some exciting news to talk about on the show tomorrow. Oh shit! That I will, uh, I will share because I got an email asking me to do something that I've been wanting to do a while, and besties who've been listening a long time might know what it is. But I finally got the call, and she ready. She re- see, she ready. Is a good title, but Whitney. So would you be willing? Uh, would you be willing I to take Whitney Houston, submissions? Sorry, Tiffany. Which, yes. So besties, can you write to us? What do you think Nikki should name her next special? Please, God, I might actually like r- ask them before this because I really need to pick a special name like today, okay. and today is actually a week ago. Right. So I might put it on our Instagram story because I do need this. help. Yes. Uh, is that lame of me as an artist to, to not be able to come up with? Yeah. No. Taylor Swift would never do that, mm. but maybe she would. Who knows? She just like knows. Taylor Swift knows what album she's going to put out nine years before okay, she does it. She's a mastermind. If Taylor Swift did do that and you contributed to it and then she used a piece of your contribution, how good would you feel? That's true. Yeah. That's true. Listen, I'm not Taylor Swift. I got to do it my way. And, <laughs> oh, my um, way. My way or the highway? Nikki Glazer. My way. Lil Gargoyle. <laughs> oh, you throw that in again. Okay, we have to go. Thank you for listening to the show this week. I hope you had a Merry Christmas. We'll be back tomorrow with more um, podcasts. We love you guys so much. Don't be ca- And just name my special for me, please. I don't know what to call it. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store.
Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girl Bomb. Girl Bomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girl Bomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self-care. So to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you, and treat yourself to some Conair Girl Bomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens.